And now, this week's edition of Big Face with your host, Samantha Jane Tilton. everybody. Welcome to Big Face. I'm your host, Samantha Jane Tilton, and my guest today is actor, comedian, and writer, Craig Garrity. Welcome to the show, man. Thank you. Appreciate that. That's very kind of you. That's very kind of you. That's, I love that that was all you, because I was like, you're going to do that? That's amazing. <laughs> I bring props. That's, and, and I was going to say this when, I first, when we first uh, logged in here, but yeah. I saved it. Man, you're looking snazzy. Well, what, this? Yeah, well, <laughs> it's, uh, it's Tuesday. So uh, it's Tuxedo Tuesday. This uh, is, <laughs> my man. That's, I, that's, that's, I've bringing had no it, need. that's bringing it on an average day, but during a Corona <laughs> day, that's like bringing it. <laughs> I have had uh, no excuse for the most part to get dressed. Uh, yep. So today's actually my anniversary as well. So Happy I told my wife. Thank you. Thank How you long? very much. Two years. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, traditionally, two years is cotton. That's the gift. It's cotton. <laughs> but now they changed it to uh, hand sanitizer. That, so. It's a, it's <laughs> Stop it. Okay. That's it. No more of that. I promise you. I, I totally dig it. I got to get I'm myself losing. some sound effects. This is great. You're making <laughs> yeah, my job easier, man. I love you already. <laughs> today is, uh, it's my second anniversary. And uh, because of the fact that any auditions, whether it be uh, early on, there were some at home auditions where yes. I would have to get dressed and those have vanished. Uh, those voiceover auditions, vanished. of course, you know, you don't uh, have to get dressed for that. So today, you never do, even when you go no, into the studio. Exactly. Yeah, you feel like <laughs> wow, it's like uniform-free day in Catholic school. Um, so today, I was like, you know what? I'm going to put on my tuxedo and get ready for this. I was flattered that you asked. I'm. I. It was so nice. So for those of you watching or listening, so I know Craig through being a casting director and him being in auditions with me, and. We never got to know each other super well, but just peripherally and, mm -hmm. but always dug you. And then we got to connect through doing Big Face. So, yeah, which is partly a huge part of the reason why I wanted to do this. It's a nice way to be connecting right now. Hey, if alone this got you to put on a tuxedo, the show is worth it. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I shaved. I, I, my wife just, she goes, why oh, you smell great. <laughs> Like, Your, wife should thank me. Your wife really, should thank me. Your wife should thank me. She will. You will get the flowers today. The flowers that I was going to give her, she'll send to you. It's fantastic. A Lysol and we'll be good. Yes. I gave her a bunch of parsley. <laughs> good man. Thoughtful. It's really, it, it's slim pickings out there. Oh my God. I was going to say, like, what do you guys do for an anniversary today? Like, do you have any plans? Uh... No, not really. And yeah. that sounds I mean, pathetic, but yeah, I, I cook a lot. So you if do. I would say, oh, I will make her dinner. I, I do that every night. Um, we'll go for a walk. Uh, I will wear the, uh, I'll wear the pants to this tuxedo because uh, <laughs> now I'm wearing shorts. Uh, and we'll go out for a walk later on. And it's all about the top. I'm like, gives me a reason to put on like a shirt that's not just a, a t-shirt pajama shirt. I'm like, yeah. yeah. Uh, for her birthday, which was uh, during the pandemic as well, yeah. I mm. 
I cut our uh, honeymoon video. So I had, you know, I don't know, four or 500 photos from throughout Italy and videos and things wow. like that. So uh, that was one of those projects to do at home while she was right next to me, but didn't know what I was doing. Ah, oh, that's uh, really nice. Yeah, she liked that. So, um, but I'm out of those. I'm out of that now. <laughs> I, I, I didn't think that we'd still be locked up. I know. Yeah. So I know. What can you do? You know, I I would hope that when you're with the right when you're with the right person, it doesn't. You don't need all the hoopla. You don't need necessarily mm-hmm. to go out. You, it's just even just to be in. It's nice to be yeah. with one you love. And I gotta say. Uh, we we're both in our forties, and it's both our first marriage, so it's only two years. And almost everybody said when I said I was getting married, people who didn't know me that well would say, first marriage?" <laughs> and I was like, "Yes, it's my first marriage." And they're like, "No, I just I don't know a lot of people who get married for the first time in their mid forties." And uh, but part of the you know one of the great things about that is it's not that we don't try to you know. Uh, please each other and you know be romantic and you know you still love your person but uh it's less like she doesn't have to run and tell her girlfriends like oh craig did this or i don't have to tell anybody well guess what maureen did you know that's one of the good things of being old and tired it's (laughs) it's also it's just a very it's a very different thing the maturity of a relationship you know when you're in your 40s or in your 30s or late 30s it's very different from, from prior relationships, I think. And yeah. when you were saying like people go first marriage and I'm thinking like, he's smart. Like, <laughs> like, well, it's totally true. I, they, the, uh, you know, in the first year that we got, yeah, we had so many ups and downs, like mm-hmm. family, you know, we had, we lost close family members. We, some man, friend, my, my brother was, uh, had, he was sick with cancer. We wound up losing him. So uh, uh, thank you. And we, you know, we moved in, we, we moved out of that apartment, bought an apartment and moved into that one. So like, and planned a wedding and got married and planned a honeymoon. And in this really short period of time, and she, I remember her saying, she was like, how do people in their twenties do this? And I said, they I don't. Have no they, idea. They, you know, they get divorced and that's why, <laughs> and I don't blame them. Like, this is crazy. All the things that we were trying to do. I, I mean, uh, so. that alone, I mean that, that, but, I think about who I was in my twenties and not that I'm not still in my twenties, but (laughs) I think about that. And I think about getting older. I've, I've become an entirely, I mean, you're always the same person or at least I Mm -hmm. am, but like, I'm a much, I'm the best version of myself that I've ever been. Exactly. I was just going to say, you know, yeah, we, we, we get older, but, uh, I'm, I'm the best version of myself today. I, you know, tomorrow, hopefully I'm a little better, but, uh, it's a slippery slope too, because you can actually go backwards too, you know, because you've done whatever you've done to, to be a better version. I've done what I've done to become a better version, but, uh, you know, just as, as far as like this business that we're in is concerned, it's, uh, it's, it's a, you know, you can kind of slip. And there's a confidence that you have to have in the business, in a relationship. And uh, so one of the good things about this is when we met, I have, I've been in this business a long time. And my wife comes from a, I would say nine to five world, but it's really nine to seven, nine to eight. Yeah. 
she works really, really hard. Wow. But so she comes from a world, you know, a corporate world where I, you know, I always tease her. I'm like, you got, you have fax machines and yeah. photocopiers. And <laughs> so different from our world. <laughs> yeah. You know, like you guys have, uh, you know, meetings where uh, people yeah. sit at big tables. We have meetings in Starbucks. Uh, mm-hmm. But the beauty of it exactly. was when, that when we met, I had gotten to a place in my career and in my sort of uh, own person that I was confident enough to meet this person who my wife is terrific. I, and people always say, oh, you're lucky you met the right person. And I say, honey, no offense, but <laughs> if I met you 10 years ago, I just would have, I would have just gotten out of it sooner. Like, it's like I wasn't, <laughs> you know. I, I get it. My boyfriend is like, this is like the most significant, longest relationship like I've ever had. And for him as well. And he mm-hmm. says the same thing. Like, he's like, the stuff that we deal with, like I would have been out, like, you know, like he just wasn't in it to work through things, you know, like yeah. he just was a different person. He didn't have the maturity, you know, yep. we changed. And, and it's been great because when we met, we you know, I said, this is who I am. And she said, this is who I, like on our first date, it was in Bryant uh, Park and, you know, uh, within, within like uh, a hmm. couple of minutes, my wife was like, I just want you to know, I'm really serious about work. Okay. And I was Laying like, it out. I'm like, all right, Mary Tyler Moore, take it easy. Relax here. You know, it's, it's, I'm not interviewing you for a job. Uh, but she was, uh, she, it was something that was really important to her. And she wanted to be clear know. about that. Yeah. And I, you know, I said, well, I, you know, my job is really important to me too. And uh, one of the things about people in our business is some people, and I can be guilty of this at times, uh, don't value it or, or there's a shyness to it. Like, well, your job's really, you know, that's a real job because right. you know, you have a key card and you go on an elevator. Yeah. You know, me, I might be wearing a chicken suit on a right. Monday <laughs> and chicken suit Monday, you know, yeah, yeah. Chicken suit Monday. <laughs> uh, you know, so, and that's, but that's just the difference between our worlds. Like, she yeah. gets worked up about her job and, you know, <laughs> and I get worked up about things that I take really seriously. And in the beginning, I don't know if she, I, I don't know if she got it at first, but I would say I was up for a, uh, a voiceover job for uh, Parkinson's to play the role of Parkinson's. To play the, got it. So. As we do. I, as, you know, as we do. Yes. And, and, you know, it says the character is Parkinson's. And they're like, all right, Craig, you're Parkinson's. So uh, I booked the job, but unfortunately, uh, uh, my friend's mom passed away. I couldn't, I couldn't do the job. Mm. So I said, honey, you know, the good news is I have Parkinson's. <laughs> the bad news is I can't accept Parkinson's. So I guess the good news is I don't have Parkinson's. <laughs> and she'd be like, don't talk like that. And, you know, the, the weight that I would put on jobs, like I didn't think I, I could. Know. I didn't think I could get engaged, right? I was so I'm saving for a ring. I didn't think I'd get engaged if I didn't get this Swedish fish job. Hmm. I was up for this big Swedish fish job. And you know the commercial world, how finicky it is, right? Oh. You know, you're lucky to get the audition, lucky to get the callback. Then you've impressed the director enough. Now the director is hopefully fighting for you right. with creative mm-hmm. and somebody else. And I'm getting emails from my agent, like they need photos of you with different hair. So I'm going, huh? Like they, these people are creative. 
and they can't imagine me with shorter hair. Right? It's amazing. So, You're saying like very real things, which like a lot of people, a lot of actors, like especially people I teach, they're like, wait, I don't get it. You actually, you're, you kind of get some of how this goes. Uh, yeah, because, you know, it's <laughs> 20 something it years in. And yeah. so I don't get the job. And I'm like, well, then I'll never, I'll never get engaged. And that's that because I didn't get Swedish fish. And of course, uh, of course we wind up, you know, something else came through. I, I got a ring. We got engaged. We, we lived happily ever after. And um, it was last summer. <laughs> Sometime when I was up for Preparation H. And... <laughs> We had something else coming up. I said, honey, if I don't get this job, it's going to be a real pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> so She must have having, a good sense of humor. She does. She does. But having a really good partner helps, uh, helps take some of the pressure off the, the lunacy of when you say those things out loud. Like, yes. I can't believe I didn't get preparation age. I, <laughs> How is that possible? <laughs> Now there's a witness, somebody to hear it, and, and it all makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's good. She's, I'm very lucky. That's really wonderful. That's really, really wonderful. Yeah. Wow. I have so much I want to talk to you about right now, just based on everything that you just said. So, so you've been in the business a while. Yeah. Yeah, you I know, started uh, – go ahead. Sorry. No, no, please, please, go. Yeah, I was just going to say I, I technically date it to 1996. Okay. That's when uh, I did stand-up for the first time. So did that's you, where it started. Did you continue doing stand-up? Yeah. Uh, I always wanted to, I always wanted to be in stand-up. Uh, you know, like uh, we had a eighth grade newspaper or something. It came out once a year. Yeah. And uh, everybody, you know, had to say what they wanted to be. So doctor, nurse, lawyer. And I put stand-up comedian. <laughs> so that was 1987. Mm. And, uh, it just kind of gnawed at me, but to, you know, like I said earlier, I didn't have the confidence, not necessarily to do stand-up. I didn't have the confidence to even just say, I would like to be an actor or a comedian. So throughout high school, uh, I wouldn't do a play because ah, that's, you know, that's, that's not for me. That's for these that's guys. exactly me. Yep. I grew up in Woodside, Queens. Uh, there were, now there's one of my, my buddy, Chris, but there were no actors. And, you know, this was not mm -hmm. the neighborhood for actors. So Woodside. <laughs> you know what I mean? it's like, you know, this is New York's Southie. Yeah. And uh, so there yeah. was no, there was nobody going into acting. So I kind of hit it all through high school. And then basically all through college, I majored in history and politics. I was a high school teacher for two years. Huh. And uh, just prior to becoming a teacher, a buddy of mine said, you know, you always talk about it. Well, I can get you an open mic spot. So I went stand up New York, uh, January of 96 and did 10 minutes looking back. They were probably terrible, but I had all friends in the audience. So they left. And you need. that was, that was, <laughs> you know, it was like whoop, the fuse, the fuse was lit. Yeah. And, uh, that feeling was like, holy shit, I've been waiting for this mm. forever. I don't know why I denied it. And, uh, I just got the chills. Yeah. I just kept going. And there was a guy there that night. His name was Alan mm. Cham, and Alan had been around for a while at that point. And he was like, hey, you were funny. I'm doing a job at this thing. You know, why don't you come and do? And I'll, in my head, I'm like, I don't have, uh, what? Well, I, I don't really have jokes. I, this, that, I don't have a bit. Like, like, I don't have a set. Yeah. He goes, no, nah, you're funny. Don't worry. That was great tonight. And I didn't have, I didn't, you know, it was also like, well, I'm not going to tell this guy five of my brothers and my sister were here tonight, you know? So 
I just went with it. And, you know, it just, one thing led to another. So I stayed with stand-up for years and that rolled into improv and then improv turned into acting uh, and acting turned into some writing and less and, and, and more commercial work and then more TV film. And I made a couple of my own short films and directed uh, a feature. And it was all, you know, it was all from, Amazing. Uh, I don't want to say self-taught because that would be, a disservice to all the people who I was glomming off of. <laughs> Self-catapulted and absorbed yes. everything you could around you and the people. And I, I feel like, I, cause I'm somebody that um, left to my own devices just to do it alone. I can get overwhelmed. I can feel lost. I can feel like mm -hmm. I say this all the time. Like everybody else got the instruction manual to, to do all this stuff. And I didn't. Yeah. And I, feel did lost. You grow up? Uh, I grew up in Long Island. Okay. Yeah, in Belmore. So um, now I'm in Queens, actually. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm like, hell like that. Um, but yeah, so it's, it, takes, it takes the spirit to keep going and to keep fighting. Nobody can give that, I'll speak for myself, nobody can give that to me. No. I, that has to be up to me, but then it takes me reaching out and asking and learning and continuing to learn. And then all those people contributed to what I'm, able mm -hmm. to do but it's true and and it you takes to, you yeah go ahead sorry no I no i was gonna say you have to you have to make that keep making that choice to keep moving forward yeah yep and not an easy choice. I, I think after after you've made the initial decision of this is something that i'm gonna do uh you it's it's not an easy choice to go to go forward because it's you get you know the door slammed in your face yeah. non-stop but I think if you're honest with yourself, you also know that it's a really hard choice to say, I give up. Because at least for me, if I say, well, I give up, I, gotta, I have to live with that for the rest of my life. So I'd rather, you know, I, I always say to a friend of mine, I'd say, I'd rather die trying because then I'll, I'll never know if I yep. was a success or not. I just, I died. I died. Uh, you know. I always, yeah, I always say that like, um, when there have been times that I've thought about what else, like I studied psychology and I, and I love humans and I'm like, mm -hmm. I could be, a, I could be a therapist. And yep. while, while I love to give in that way as well, whenever I've thought about walking away from being an actor or being in the creative field that I, it, it's like immediately I feel like I can feel something die like inside yep. me. Like I always say, it's almost like, I feel like if I were to do that, it is spitting in the face of the universe. It just feels selfish and self-driven because it feels like it's not up to me. And who am I to make that choice? There's this thing inside me. You get it. You get what I'm saying, I think. <laughs> I, honest, I, no, I mean, you are, you are preaching to the choir. I know, and I can tell you get it. I have had that, uh, I, I look at it almost like a, like a, I don't wanna say a revelation, but you know, for years and years, I knew that this was something I should be doing, right? So God did not give me the arm right. to throw a 95-mile-an-hour fastball. Right. He did not give me the height to dunk a basketball or the brains to go into, yeah. uh, you, know, to, you know, to work the fax yeah. machine in the office. Yeah. <laughs> uh, of course, the office has not moved past 1992 in my world. Yeah. They're all yeah. sitting there. They're you know, I need to, somebody make a ditto of this, please. Can somebody make a ditto? This is the uh, carbon copies happening. <laughs> get this in the mail right away. 
Uh, so, you know, God didn't give me that. So I, I've asked like, oh, well, then what did I get? So this is what I got. So I, this is how I have to use it. And, uh, but, you know, I, I do pray a lot. I'm a big prayer. Uh, differently. I, I'm born and raised Catholic and uh, was an incredible, like, all-star altar boy. Yeah. Uh, legendary. Die hard. Yeah. People are still talking about it. You know? Uh, I like, don't doubt it. Old ladies are like, you know, he's no you Craig Garrity. He's, <laughs> he's no. <laughs> Craig Garrity, he could do the wine, the water, hold the book. He was great. He did it all. He has, he's got it, it was, all. It was incredible. I'm a Jew uh, and I can't get over it. <laughs> Look at this guy. I shouldn't even be here. You know, I just came to see him. That's how good he is. is he's getting Wow. This is, I'm shocked and awed. I'm shocked and awed. Have you ever seen such an altar boy? Such an altar boy. <laughs> so uh, I pray differently now. I used to pray like, God, let the Mets win. I need this. I need a 70 on my math test so I don't go to summer school. Uh, my relationship has changed quite a bit. Now it's more like, okay, look, you're in charge. I, I'm just looking for what I'm supposed to be doing. And that goes a lot easier, right? Because I feel like it just makes the choices easier. So like you were saying, so interesting. spitting in the face of the universe. Yeah. I look at it like uh, I'd be silly to, to say to God, all right, so this is the thing you gave me. Yeah. But I think I should be a gardener. Right. You know what it's, I mean? Like it doesn't make sense. It's, it doesn't. It just, it, for me, it feels like just such strong self-will. And it's, yes. it's interesting because Jewish people, at least the way I grew up, you're not taught to pray. Like I learned how to read Hebrew and stuff, but you don't like pray as a Jew. Mm. At least I didn't know to. And um, that was more of a Catholic thing. And it's only as I've gotten older and I don't have a whole God thing. I have a, but I have a, something that's greater than myself. And a mm -hmm. lot of times that's the universe and that's yeah. whatever it is. Absolutely. But um. Yeah, my my praying is a lot of help me be the best version of myself that you would have me be today. Help me to be in the world and give and not try and take. Just try and like get my boyfriend yeah. hates when I say this phrase, but get out of my own way. Oh, absolutely. No, I make it, it I it, like I said, you're preaching to the choir because because yeah. I say the same things, you know, where I feel like if I'm really like just just pushing against the grain. If I'm able, you know, I'm at my best when I'm able to just stop and say, this is clearly not meant to be, you know, move on. Right. Uh, but when it comes to, like you said, when it comes to this business, this world, uh, I, I define it as, as entertainment. So whether I'm behind the camera getting to direct something mm -hmm. or I'm in a commercial where, uh, you know, in a commercial, I hate to use the word star, but normally in a commercial, you don't have some sort of a big cast, right? So if I get cast in a commercial, it's usually yep. either just me or me and you know the lady playing my wife or yeah, one other person. Exactly. <laughs> now you you go and you do Law and Order or a, a, a movie, and people are just trampling. You know, at least in my case, uh, unless it's maybe one of the recurring roles that I've had yeah. or something like that. But you know, like a day player on a TV show. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You know, people, they, they, they're <laughs> just totally dismissive of you. And, uh, <laughs> you know, there are those days where I'm like, 
but this is part, you know, so that's part of the entertainment world, just like on the day when you've got this great, you know, commercial where you have to go to Spain for three, four days and shoot something. Yeah. That's great. Uh, Exactly. As I mentioned, I do a lot of cooking. I do a live cooking show. Yeah, and I, call it, I, I call it stand-up cooking because I'm not a great cook. I'm okay. I'm better than, you know, Joe Blow. But I'm putting on a show. I'm telling jokes. I call, As I said, I call it stand-up cooking. Yeah. Because to me, it's entertainment. There's 40 people in the audience. They're laughing. And I, they're laughing because I said something. I didn't know what I was going to say beforehand. But somebody asked me a silly question. I made it funny. To me, that's what I'm. That's what I'm here for. That's yep. what I'm supposed to do. You're being of service. Yeah. I, I think there's something. I think that's amazing, and and that's one of the things I wanted to ask you about. You did mention that you do uh, your stand-up cooking show, and you also said that that's your way of getting to do comedy and not it not mm -hmm. have to be dealing with all the hoopla that comes along with being in the comedy world. Because again, yeah. just like being an actor, there's a lot of there's a lot of politics and a lot of stuff that goes there. Oh yeah. Uh, and I was never very good at it. You know, so after a couple of shows, I recognized people would have me on the show. I had a lot of friends. People would come down and see me. And uh, I recognized, well, I don't know if they want me or they want my friends. And more than likely, it was they wanted my friends. I wasn't that good yet. I was still pretty young. And I remember I did a show. I'll leave the comedy club out of out of it i don't want to get <laughs> i know i do that to, i'm always just like oh, i'll just leave that like <laughs> so i'm doing a comedy club and an owner who, who uh he was notorious for being not very not very kind to comics yeah. i brought down not me personally but i had 104 people for a show that i did a lot of these Damn. folks came to see me and you know i wound up doing like 40 minutes it really went great that and that's going great that's wow yeah i was really uh oh it was felt it was such a great night and I remember calling up like the next day or two saying, hey, I wanted to come in and get a spot. Yeah. And he said, I just, I, you know, just bring down five guys. And I said, come on, I just brought you 104 people. Yeah. And, that doesn't carry uh, over? There's no it, carry yeah, no the carry, one, no, nothing? No <laughs> spill over here. Uh, he goes, no, nah, no, nah, I, I get you something on Tuesday night. So it's about two o'clock in the morning on a Tuesday. I'm on stage and somebody, there's oh, like boy. four people in the audience. Uh, some guy yells out from the corner like, yo, I went to high school with you, bro. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, this is terrible. But but that is such a part of the stand-up world. And I did a lot of that. And and I have great mm. respect for stand-ups who still do it. I still have the desire to do stand-up. I still do uh, sort of enough during the year that I kind of keep my card, yeah. in my opinion, because I still write awesome. jokes. I still host a show a couple of times a year. And then I do about 50, 60 of these comedy cooking shows a year. So... I, I couldn't That's let the great. thing go. I just had to find a different way to do it. So I, I'm different in the, uh, and I, I have a lot of uh, stand-up comedy friends who, you know, are, they can play any room. And I don't want to, uh, I can play a lot of rooms too. Yeah. But in order for me to play rooms effectively at the, at the quantity that I mm -hmm. want, I developed this sort of roundabout and, I'm okay with it. Uh, I, I'm totally fine with it. I think, I think that's a. I think that's so awesome and amazing and inspiring. You know, it's it's funny, and I'll say this because I was thinking about this earlier, or either last night or this morning. But how, like, my point to do this 
the, the reason I actually wound up doing this was even though Corona happened, because mm -hmm. it's not the way I pictured. It's not perfect at all. <laughs> so different. What? And I was thinking like, if I would have kept the idea of this has to go somewhere, if I do it because I want the outcome to be that I'm going to ba ba ba, then I wouldn't have done it. The, yeah. It ha I had to keep it simple. And I, I feel like that for a lot of things that if I don't hold on to the outcome that it, it has to be about the success or not that I don't want to be successful at whatever I do, but that it has to be for the reason of doing it, which was to help people during this time to connect with people. And then the rest will take care of itself. And you know what, what's yeah. funny? And the reason I share this, you said that like you wanted to be a stand-up comic and you wrote that, was it eighth grade? In yeah. the, and it makes me laugh because in sixth grade under your picture, when we graduated, it was like what you want to be when you're older. And I, mine said talk show host. And, wow, nice. and, all, and I remember all the mothers were like, she's so sweet. She's so cute. You know, like, oh, that's funny. And I didn't understand why they thought it was so funny mm -hmm. because they, that's so unrealistic. But you yeah. know what? I, I just, I guess to say that, like to say, you never know how things are going to happen and you wanted to do comedy and you just, you made a niche for yourself and it works. I, I you know, this is, to your point there, yeah. so, you know, we have a mass when you graduate eighth grade from St. Sebastian's. Uh, <laughs> I don't like to brag, but may I brag for a moment? Oh, please. I'm the, only student, I'm the only student in the history of St. Sebastian's ever to have won, you know, student of the month. Yes. Yeah, I won it back-to-back -back months. I don't know it well because I never would have gotten that, but sure. <laughs> yeah, I won it back-to-back -back months. Uh, it was July wow. and August. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> Okay. See, now that's an original. Like, that, that, that was a good one. Cause I, cause you had me for a sec and then I'm like, wait, but I actually went to school in July and August because I had summer school. <laughs> Same with me. I went quite a bit. I went a lot. Um, I was not a good but, student. So we had these, uh, you know, we had priests and they would do a mass and um, this priest said he went over the list and he picked some of the kids out and he said, Oh, Craig Garrity wants to be a stand up comedian. Now, you know, I'm not very tall. And uh, he said, a stand-up comedian, the problem is nobody will know when he's standing. And all these people laughed. And uh, oh. but I remember sitting there that day thinking, you son of a bitch. Right? Like, because I felt like uh, there was this thing that I was like, all right, I'll share a little of it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I wrote it down. And then to have somebody sort of like stomp Squash on it. Squash that, yep. You know, here it is. It's nearly 30 years later. And I still remember that remember. feeling. Because, uh, and this is what I tell people, like people say, hey, my daughter wants to get into acting. Can you talk to her? And uh, I, you know, always say, you want me to talk her out of it? And usually they're <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And I never do. But yeah. what I, anytime I talk to somebody young who, who has questions about it is, I say, it's really got to burn in you. Like it, it's, it's got to be what you do. It's got to be what you were born to do. Yeah. If you happen to be one of the lucky people who stumbles into it and catches a break, good, yeah. good for you. But the, the guttural burning desire and the fear of not being able to do it yeah. has, has got to be there. If it's not there, the uh, yeah. save yourself the time. And I don't mean that to sound like a tough guy. No. But save yourself the time because it's going to show up, you know this, it's going to show up yep. on camera when you audition. Yeah. It's going to show up in your work ethic. And where it will really, really, truly show up is when 
you meet with uh, constant rejection, you, you'll leave. You'll just get out of the thing right yeah. away. Yep. So save yourself the time. And then if people say, no, I, this, is, this is you know what I'm born to do, that's okay. Well, then let's keep talking. And I'm here for as long as you want to keep yes. talking. I'm, I'm completely, uh, I, that, it's so true. I, my, my acting teacher, I remember him, my old acting teacher, he would say, he's supposed to be inspiring us, right? But he would say to the class, he'd go, if you could walk away, away right now and do anything else and be reasonably happy, walk away right now. <laughs> and, and the thing is, is that that's the truth. Mm-hmm. I couldn't be reasonably happy turning my back. Like, I swear I could cry the thought of that because it's not supposed to be. It's just yeah. something that I, it's like a truth and it doesn't make it easy. I don't have a job that brings in steady income, you know, like it's, it's freelance, but it, I just can't walk away for today. I can't walk away. And I'm not supposed to yet. <laughs> no, no, not today. Forever. Not today. You know, and, and I know that too. I know for myself, it's, it's definitely not today. And, uh, like I was saying, that comes with, first, you've got to, you almost have to admit it. Yeah. You have to admit it to yourself. Yeah. Like, oh shit, I can't go anywhere. Yep. And then you've got to own that. And you, I hate to say you've got to own that because that's what the real house, housewives always say. Do they? No, I don't care <laughs> what she said. She's got to own it. She's got to own it. But it, as long as you like, you fully are in on it, then you can look at you like in you know my case is uh, you know like like my wife. It's never like uh, so. How long is this going to last? You know, like she understands fully that this is a part of me, just like my fluffy hair is yeah. a part of me. <laughs> and good uh, for you, man. Not everybody's got fluffy hair. Well, it's fluffier <laughs> than normal. My buddy Carmine, who is in the business as well, he tells me he goes, "You don't understand, Craig." He goes. You've got an advantage over us because of your hair. That's <laughs> and I'm like, what? He goes, trust me, your hair is a weapon. It's a weapon. <laughs> you weaponized. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have like, I have a lot of things that I want to comment on. You, you know, you, j- you spoke about not doing this in high school, not doing it in college, having another job, not, not doing acting at all. And I just, I, there's so many people I come across in the business and that I have, and I always felt like, Maybe I don't belong here because I didn't study it. My mom, so, and by the way, when I said earlier I'm, uh, that I'm sorry for your loss, that's actually a phrase that I freaking hate. And I know people mean well, but I lost my mom to cancer when I was 16. And I always hated that. I'm sorry. I just hated it. So when I say it to people, when they've lost, I'm just like, oh, oh. so, but. No, I appreciate it. I know. I, I, trust me, I get, I get that. And um. I didn't do, there was a part of myself that kind of shut down and I didn't do anything creative through college. I always said, I'm, I'm an actor, I'm an actor. I did nothing. Mm-hmm. I, I would not be in any of the plays. And, and also because of things that people said, like you said, you know, like he could do stand up. We won't know if he stand, you know, that comment, there are yeah. comments that haunt me till this day that people have said to me. And when I'd be on stage, I, the, there are people that are even family members and stuff would shout things that were so hurtful uh. from the audience when I was really little. And it was like, and embarrassed me and make me feel this big. And they, they've haunted me to this day. Mm-hmm. And it's, those are kind of those things that where it's like, I got to fight because yeah. 
that can't keep me. So I just wanted to say like, for other people out there, for those, any of you out there that haven't had the experience and feel like you're not supposed to be here because you don't compare to everyone else that either studied it in school or had all this knowledge about it, it doesn't matter. If yeah. it's your truth, if it's like, like Craig, you know, like myself, go for it. I, I, that's such a, a, an important thing because, well, not to get, you know, too, too, but you know, look, American go society says things like, you know, you, you want this, you go to school, you study this. Now you're this. Right. Now, you're this. Uh, now I haven't done, you know, but I didn't study this. So how can I still be this? Uh, and you know, you meet, you meet assholes in every profession, yeah. right? Uh, and I've met plenty in this profession who would sort of uh, detect that you did not have their pedigree and would weaponize that. And I'm like, wow, that's nasty. But there was also a part of me which was like, he's right. And Deep down. That, yeah. It, it, yeah. It, it, it hard stoked that fear for, and self-doubt. Yeah. But I'll tell you uh, – as I mentioned before, my, my, my buddy Carmine, Carmine Famigletti, yeah. you might, you may have come across from the casting world. I'm not sure, but I'm he doesn't sure. do a lot of commercials, Okay. but uh, Carmine, uh, again, sort of self-taught, uh, very much self-taught. And his first feature film, he drops it in a mailbox and it goes to Sundance. Wow. And uh, this was something that wow. he acted in, he wrote in, did a wonderful, tremendous job. His second feature goes to Tribeca. Uh, oh my god and you know Congrats, Carmine and I man. were friends before the business and we're still you know we're, we're tremendous friends great friends business or not business you know yep. whether we're at a Met game or we're talking yep. shop uh, and he put me in a position and a couple other friends my buddy Richie uh, to direct a feature film I mentioned that earlier yeah and I have the reason I bring yeah. it up is because uh, you know yesterday Jerry Stiller passed away I know. And uh, what a legend. So I didn't know uh, he was, I, I was not happy that he was as old as he was because it's still, it still sucked, but you know, yeah. but I was like, oh, he lived a you know, long life. Like I'm happy. Yeah, but yeah, amazing. absolutely. Yeah, and, oh, go ahead. Uh, I, I got to direct his wife, Anne, in uh, a feature film. So wow. uh, along, and her, her co-star was a gentleman by the name of Phil Bosco, who was, okay. Pff, Phil was epic, just such a talent. And wow. uh, I was like, you know, I put it in quotes, the director, right? These two people between the two of them had over a hundred years of experience. Beautiful. And I would be like, action. That was great. Ah. That was great. Uh, you know, we're good here. We're good. We got we're it. Good. So, uh, and I met Jerry through the process because at some screenings and things like that, he was such yeah. a, such a very, uh, you know, I didn't have great experience with him, but uh, he was such a nice guy. So all my experiences with him, he was so kind, so nice. Uh, and one of the things that Ann Mira had said, we're kind of just sitting around one day and she grabs uh, my hand and we're talking. She goes, you know, you, you, you run such a nice set. You and Carmine, you, it's like, it's really nice. You know, there's no assholes here. Uh, it's, this is really, it's like a family. It's, this is nice. And I remember thinking to myself, that's one of the best compliments I've gotten in the business because Ever. it had nothing to do with being in the business. It had nothing to do with having gone to film school or an acting school. That was just simply uh, something that meant a lot to us, which was first and foremost, we're going to be good people on this set. I was going to say who you and are we and what you bring to the world. Yeah. And, and here's it, somebody with 50 years in the business and that's what she's picking up on. 
I have to, that's, I get why that is such a beautiful compliment and, and it means so much. And I have to say that while you were telling the story, I was just sitting here thinking to myself, you're a generous actor. You're, you know, you're a generous person. You are a kind person. And, and people, people, you know, can maybe you have a big personality and maybe mm. people might think, oh, he's, he jokes. and blah, blah. You have such a warmth and a, and a, and a, a genuine quality to you. And, and that's why she said that in my opinion, that's why God, she said that. You, I appreciate that. I get that just in talking to you right now. And I, and I'll say this, cause I do want to hear more about the work that you've done, but it's funny. Cause when I, I ran into you I don't know, a few months ago before Corona and mm -hmm. I said to you about, I asked you if you had auditioned for a film a while back that yeah. I was part, part. And, and I remembered it was, it's a, it was a big film and I'm like, pretty positive that it was you and they liked you so much, but you didn't quite fit for that part. I th I'm pretty sure it was you. And they had you go out and read for a different part because they liked you so much that they wanted to give you an opportunity to find some way for yeah, you. Yeah, that does in. sound familiar. Now. I know. And, and the lovely thing about that, because I remember that so well, but what's so beautiful is that when I said it to you, you were like, oh, maybe like it wasn't, there was no ego to it. There was no, you didn't have to write it down. It's like, that was the greatest day of my life. It was like, yeah, that's part of what I do. Maybe that, that could have happened. And it was like, it was just oh, so wow. nice. I, it stuck Sincerity with me. Sincerity is, uh, I appreciate that. I was, you know, I was being sincere because I know one of the, uh, you know, one of the good things about having been in the business a long time is, and I don't, I don't mean this like, you know, screw you, you want to take me for my talent. But like, there's a, yes, there's, there's a <laughs> fakeness, yeah, right. Yeah. There's a fakeness to like, Hey, how's it going? You know, all yes. that kind of stuff. And I get why younger actors have to do that because that's part of it. I mean, you know, that's part of the Unfortunately. deal. And, and I don't, I don't knock them for it. I don't, I don't make whatever that, that's their, that's it their gig. Um, but as you get a little older and you know, you see the same faces in casting and things yes. like that, I say to myself, there's a reason why Stacy calls, you know, Stacy yeah. Gallicat calls me on a lot. And it's not because of, it's not because I sent the Christmas card. It's not because I gave her a big hello yeah. or, you know, I double liked something on Instagram. <laughs> it's because she's said, I got these clients. You match the description. I know your work. You're a good right. example of what I want to show these people. Uh, so then that sort of eliminates the idea of having to be sort of fake with one another. And you get to actually just be yourself. And how, how oh my God, how hard it's, it's like when you're in the room, when people say, just be yourself when you're going in for an audition. It's like somebody tell me, you know, Craig, be seven feet tall. Right. It's it, like, it, I, I, what do you mean? I can't be myself. <laughs> but as you get, you know, when you're yes. in with a good casting director and you guys have a great team over there. Uh, I, I'm I freelance, so it's always different. But oh, that, okay. Yeah, but, they are a great no, team, but yes. I, I, I think I auditioned with you as a voiceover. Yeah, when, when, you've when me a we bunch. Were, yeah, and um, you know, certain times, you know, you're, you're just more comfortable because you're like, these people know what I'm what I'm good at, and yeah. and we're here to we're here to just do the work and 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 move on. And I yeah. I, I find it really uh, I have a lot of empathy for younger actors who are trying to act, trying to book a job, and at the same point in time, trying to think they need to impress somebody. Right. With, 
with something, you know? Trying to and, please and be yeah. who, who, I say this to, to the actors that I teach all the time. I interrupted you, I'm sorry, please go ahead. <laughs> no, go, I was, I was I starting was, to ramble. I was just gonna say that, that it, don't try and be who you think they want you to be. That's, exactly. You bring nothing to the table when you do that. Oh, uh, it's, all is, it's, it's mind reading. I, I know. And, and chances it's, are you're not going to be right. Right. And when, and it's, and, and the reason, like you said, like the reason you get called in over and over is because you've gotten more comfortable being yourself and you trust that you trust more in your talent, even though we still, I'll speak for myself. I still have those voices and stuff. There's a security that mm -hmm. comes with time and practice and seeing that it doesn't always go your way, but then there's something else that goes your way and you just roll with it. Yeah. And so people get to know you, they like you as a person, they know your work. And so then they could be like, I vouch for this guy. Let's bring him yeah. in. And, and I still, I still feel it like when I go into, cause the commercial world in New York city, yeah. uh, I've, that's definitely where I have, most of my success and certainly most of my opportunities. Hmm. So I have a little more comfort there, but I still feel, uh, I get an immense nervousness when I go in for certain casting directors in, uh, like TV or film. And I'll find myself thinking like, what do they want? And I'll have to, yeah. I'll have to remind myself, like, you don't know. You're right. So, so don't guess. Just go in and, and do what you think this thing is. Right. Uh, but I have to remind myself of that. I, that like, you know, go in and do your best work and, and move on. Uh, and, and the other stuff as like, you know, you guessing. I, uh, no, not going to work. Because so, so much is the after process. That's it. It's like all mm -hmm. you can do is... Go with your instinct on the material, prepare in the way that you prepare that's best for you. Go in there and then have I, what I try and tell myself, have fun. Like yeah. my best auditions, I have fun. I play and it's like, and then I'm on, you know? Yeah. And I know those that go well. That is very true. It's so it's true. A, it's a, like a weightless, it's like a weightless feeling. And it's when, uh, it's, it comes with being and this is the beauty of casting directors, casting directors who make you feel like you are here to, uh, you're here to, to sort of pitch me. Right. I'm not exactly sure what I want. Let's see what you got. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I've had plenty of casting directors in the middle of it. Just stop me. No, 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 no. And you're like, Oh, <laughs> it hurts. Oh, <laughs> I'm a terrible memorizer, right? So I probably shouldn't say this out loud, but I am a terrible memorizer. So I hear you. I, and, and I need glasses when I have to read off a script now. Yeah. So the idea of me holding the script and not wearing glasses, I might as well be holding a catcher's <laughs> mitt. So every now and then, uh, so I'm like, yeah, I'm going to wear these. And then the cast director's like, can we do it without the glasses? You're like, no, like, actually I can't. No, <laughs> it's, uh, you let me make up the words. And I'm going to get a probably 80% of them right. Either you let me do it that way, or I put the glasses on and I just right. read off the page. Yeah. It's and like, the, the good ones are the ones who are like, great, just, you know, do, do, uh, do you think? Exactly. Uh, Gail Keller uh, is, I love auditioning for her. Yeah. Because uh, I, had, <laughs> I had gotten all these lines down for this pretty long script. Yeah. And uh, 
you know, we walk in, she goes, okay, so I'm going to say some of the, most of the words back to you. You say whatever you want. And I'm like, I wasted a weekend. I wasted a weekend memorizing, but no problem. And we have, you know, it's this turns out this great audition. And uh, I, I just feel, because basically what you're saying is, I know what you're good at. I'm yep. going to put you in a position to succeed. And exactly. you're like, wow, that, that's, that's so great. And, you know, a couple of weeks later, I'm, I'm in a room with Judd Apatow and Pete Davidson. And before we walk in, I go, Gail, you know, what, what do you want me to do? And she goes, he's going to give you, he's going to stick to the script. You do what you do. So Pete Davidson's uh. reading, he's reading off his script. Judd Apatow's sitting there. And I did not have, mm-hmm. not, I mean, not an ounce of nerves. Not, not an ounce. Uh, oh, my God. Because she basically said, here's how you succeed. And she put me in that spot. She, she set you up to succeed. Yeah. That's exa- and that's a good casting director does that. Like that's, Absolutely. That's such an awesome story. Oh, that was, she's great. I didn't get the part, but she actually. But that's almost that's besides, okay. besides yeah, the point, because there's so much that after that. But I know because my agent had said, you know, that, and I, we saw each other later on. She was like, Judd thought you were great. He thought you were great. But, you know, this, that, the other thing. You know, she goes, but I really want you to know how, you know, how you did. I, said, I, I really appreciate that. I'm so grateful. Thank you. Move on. You know, I put Move it in on. the file of Swedish Fish and Preparation <laughs> H. It's, but that's what it, you know what? And, and this is what I, I find. And this is, I do better when I find... You know, like they, you know, that saying that, you know, you want to go in there. It doesn't matter whether you book the role, but you want to book the room. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that I try and have faith that in, by bringing my best self and my best work forward, I may not get everything, but in time, building the relationships, people seeing me over and over, it's going to do what it's going to do. I have to just have faith in that. Yeah. And just do my part, faith and footwork, you yeah. know? Well, there's an expression, uh, I'm going to ruin the story, but it's something about somebody who trusts, uh, you know, who trusts in a higher power. He, he's, he's wandering through the desert. He does trust in a higher power. Yeah. But he ties his camel up to the tree every night. You know, meaning, well, if you have total trust in the higher power, right. why are you worried about why? the camel walking off? Well, don't be stupid either. <laughs> do your work. <laughs> you know, do your work. Tie the camel to the tree. To the tree. Do yes. the footwork. You know, it. it yeah, you know, you have to bust your ass. Yeah. And you've got to learn. And I kid about some of these jobs that I didn't get because for no reason at all, uh, it's probably where I was in my head at that moment in time, why that one job is sticking in my head. Right, right. Uh, it's because I was doubting myself or something. And I'm like, if I don't get this one, I'll never make it. Uh, but really, most of the time, they do fall away because – yeah. Because you you know you're just doing the work. Yep, and such a lesson there. And I think I don't know. I I hope people that have not. I don't know if you can learn that lesson without having the experience. I just don't know if it's possible. You can hear you can hear you say it and me say it, but I don't know. If you if you're somebody who's just got it, yeah, who's just got it like that, who can be like that, and uh, then God bless you. Yeah, right. That's <laughs> the thing is, I think I always think a lot of people are like that. But they're not. People are just really good at pretending that they got yeah. it. I, I saw an actor uh, who books a lot, good guy. And uh, I thought, I'm like, oh, he's always so chill. And then I saw him at an audition 
And he must have asked 15 people in the room if they had gotten a call back about another, like wow. another audition from last week. And he went to every, did you get a call back? You get a call back? You get a call back? Yep. And I looked at it and I was just sitting there myself like, oh, he is, he's going in for this audition. He's flipping out about the one the from other. last week. Right. And I, I, you know, like I said, I'd be lying if I, I was never that guy. But oh, yeah. I'm cognizant of it. I'm aware of it. Yeah. And I, Awareness. Uh, there are, yeah. you know, that's it. And then there are days where I'm like, great, this is what you're doing. Relax. And I'm at my best when I can recognize it and move on. I'm at my worst when I let it consume me. Yeah. I, I identify wholeheartedly with that. And you've done the work. You continue to do the work. I hear it and I see it in you. And it's, it's, a good, it's good stuff. And I'm, Thank you. I'm grateful that you did and that you and your wife found each other. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it's a, we were. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, and like, I always tease her, like, you know, if she's putting makeup on my face before I, <laughs> if she's putting makeup on my face before she's about to read Amy Schumer's lines for an audition, <laughs> and I'll I'll always say to her, I'm like, oh, you thought you were gonna marry a banker. <laughs> You totally thought you were going to wind up with some tall, lean punk who, you know, who did not ask you to put makeup on him. <laughs> and, and, and she, you know, she will be the first one to say like, oh, I totally thought that. <laughs> and so she's funny. Happy. She's happy you know what she wound up with. So. It's, I feel like the, uh, the person that it winds up being is so much better than any idea mm -hmm. that you could ever, at least in my case. Oh, I, I couldn't agree more. You know? Couldn't agree more. You're, you're so awesome. And I know there's so much work and I, you know, you've directed and you write and like, and you did, you told me about a project, uh, a pilot project called uh, Tales from 2G. Yeah, it's- What's that It's one? been, uh, it's been in the, in the pipe for a long time. It's, yeah? Uh, and it's not, you know, this is nothing near happening right now, but one of the things I have been working on during this, pandemic i started working on it long before this but it's been getting uh more attention now and i definitely am one of these people who like you know see somebody on social media who posts something yeah and i'm like oh my god look at this guy he's he's killing it he, That's he's running the pandemic yeah. he's owning it <laughs> and look at me you know i made toast <laughs> and that was like four days ago and i'm still bragging about it i know it was good toast it, it was, was. Great toast. remember that toast honey remember that toast Perfectly toasted. Yeah. That was great toast. Oh, that was good toast. Uh, so uh, I had I had come up with this thing. Uh, I'm gonna unwind. Oh, unwind. oh, please get comfy, man. Yeah. Uh, I, I I wasn't sure if I knew how to make the uh, make the you know the clip on. Look, we get two different looks. It's like it's like slating you with and without glasses, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hold on a second here. We're switching it up? <laughs> yeah, well, it's kind of getting towards evening. I love this. Yes, we're this is, yeah, uh, we are winding down now. Oh, I don't want you to take it that way, but I, I can tell that, you know, it's past 4.30, and I no. wouldn't want to be caught dead with a made bow tie past 4.30. I mean, what are you, crazy? Tuesday. Who does this? As Alec Baldwin once said, what am I, a farmer? <laughs> uh, there you go. That's better. So I was- oh, so much uh, better. It all I makes sense doing, again. Thank you. Absolutely. Uh, I had, it was like almost 20 years to the day when I had, from my first time doing stand-up, and I had this show, and it went great. It was like 25 minutes. 
came off and like it was that it was that same feeling as oh god that was just so great that's what it's meant to be i was doing all these bits about uh, growing up in my house i so i'm i'm one of seven and i was the sixth wow. boy my mom had six boys in a row and uh then my sister came seven years later and yeah <laughs> we grew up we grew up in a two bedroom uh two bedroom one bathroom apartment wow uh one and a half bath if you count the cat's box that's and, you have we, cats we, too? Uh, you had and, cats? And, 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 no, and I was saying we didn't even have a cat. Um, <laughs> Somebody need a place to stay. <laughs> so uh, that's enough out of you, really. So uh, I hey, had lady. Been, <laughs> so I had come off stage. It felt great. I did all this like old family stuff, and I was thinking of my father, who uh, what, he's not with us anymore. And um, I was like, how do I keep these stories alive? How do I keep this? going and i thought no you know the apartment we grew up in was 2g and i'm like no one would believe the shit that we did there uh my brothers used to like heat coins up in a frying pan oh and then throw them out the window to watch people be like oh look it's out of quarter ah! uh, it was just like non-stop insanity and boys said, no, no one exactly boys no one would believe these things so not in a real not in a tv show of live action Right. So what if I animated it? And I don't know anything about animation, but you know, being from Queens, I hit a football pool. I came into a couple of couple of bucks. I paid some guy on Craigslist. He animated some stuff -uh. for me, and I got this project going. And uh, it got some eyes. Got a really nice review from a couple of uh, agencies and things Wonderful. like that. The script. Uh, and anyway, it's had a lot of uh, bumps in the road, and I wound up with this guy who's been really liking it we've been totally redeveloping it from a, an animated show into a live action show really uh it's set in the 80s and it's it's the focus is this uh kid uh, mm. craig who is you know number six of seven huh? <laughs> uh, and it's basically this sort of like crazy crazy world that he grew up in uh so it's 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 the story through a uh, like an eight-year-old man. I call him an eight-year-old man because he's doing a lot of things that an eight-year-old kid probably shouldn't be doing, or at least he thinks, you know, he's in charge right. of the family. And uh, so we've we've really uh, narrowed down the pilot. And, you know, I've had a lot of, I've had various shows that have gotten uh, shopping agreements and things like that. And you're like, wow. holy cow, it's on, it's going to happen. Yeah. And then, you know, somebody's like, yeah, meet with Lionsgate tomorrow. And you're like, holy cow. And then uh, they call you and they're like, yeah, nothing happened. All right, I'll catch you later. I, I, I what, what, what? <laughs> it's so not like, so crazy. show business is exactly like the movies and so not like the movies. Yep. You know, you do get those calls. I got a call from a guy one time. He was a big time uh, manager in LA. Uh, Holy cow, man. I just saw some stuff of yours. You are this, you are that. Oh my God, blah, blah, blah. Uh, who are you with? I say, oh, I'm with so-and-so. He goes, fire her. You need to be with me. And, you know, it was, I, I hung up the phone. Cool. And I was like, this was a phone call th from a movie. <laughs> He's like, you That's get yourself out to LA, pilot season. We're going to do this, that, the other thing. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh my God, this is happening. I can't believe this. Yeah. And, uh, and you're all stirred. 
and yeah, and I went out to LA and like nothing, literally nothing happened. I'm calling the guy like, hey, asshole, did you set me up? What did you set me up? I'm is like, this, I, I, is this fucking funny to you? Yeah. And I told the guy, uh, I go, it's you know, I look crazy. like a real asshole. And he goes, look, this, this things happen. He goes, I just, you know, I, I got a bunch of pilots that I'm the executive producer on. Uh, so he laid it out to me as to why it just didn't work. And I'm like, well, what's to tell me, you know, what's to tell me telling you to go fuck yourself? Yeah. Because he goes, I think you're a lot smarter than that. I just, I don't think it makes sense. And I was like, well, I've thought about it. <laughs> I dip well, my to toe this, in the water. To this day, the guy who does have plenty of shows on the air yeah. uh, is, is still very generous though. Like, I mean, he still listens to when I have, a, when I have an idea yeah. or if I know he, one of his shows is auditioning and I reach out to him. He's been very kind about saying, all right, I'll get you in the room. You know, no promises, but I'll get you in the room. So. Uh, that's, a, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Like while I'm so excited about this Tales from 2G and, and that it had, that it's literally, you know, I'm watering it. So the, yeah. it's, it's growing. I'm also like, I, I, I don't know what'll happen. Uh, but to your point earlier about you do the work. You know, do the work. That's the first, that's number one. That's number you one. can't, you can't fail or you can't succeed if you stop doing the work. Or don't start at all. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Or you don't start. So yep. it comes so far with it uh, that um, if it were, you know, if there's another disappointment at the end of the road on this one, it's not going to kill me. And I don't take, I don't mean it lightly. I just mean it no, like. No, I know. I just mean it like, you know, all right, what's, what's the next thing? It's part of, and, and the thing is, as you say, next thing, it's also all part of the same thing, you know? Like, yes, it's, exactly. You know, whatever, whatever path this takes, and I'm rooting for you, like I really Thank am. You. And that's, you know, it may, it may trickle, right? We, it may not come to fruition at this second. And then it may have not been the right time because- then you're on another project where the person that you work with and it, it can come together in a way that you could have never even dreamed. And that's, Absolutely. I just say that because that's a lot of how, look, how we just said like your wife who she would have thought she married and then she's so happy and yeah. she's with you and it's totally different. Yep. So, and yeah. that, you know, if, if you leave it, you know, I, I again, it's one of these people, uh, one of these things I've told people who were just breaking in. I say, listen, I guarantee you, if you leave the business, you will not be a success. And that <laughs> does not, that just does, you know, you won't be a success in this business. Right. And that just does not take, it's not like, oh my God, that's mind blowing. <laughs> just the truth. It is the absolute truth. You know what I mean? And like the, uh, as you said, the business is so, it's so big. And there's, and, and this is something that I've learned too. As well with the pandemic, because as I mentioned uh, before, we were zooming. Yeah, like microphones and the ability to record from home, the ability yeah. to do this. Yeah, uh, you know, even like five years ago, we were still going into a room to audition for a voiceover. Uh, now it happens, but not a lot. And now the buzz is well. Until further notice, you might be if you book the job, you might be recording from home. Home studio. So yeah, yeah you know, it's okay. But this is how this is how I make a living. And if it has to be like you know, 
sitting in my closet, which I've put soundproofing on, then that's what'll happen. (laughs) And I don't know when the next time, you know, I book something and I have to get on a plane to Florida. Uh, Those are the best jobs, like to go to Florida in February, because (laughs) it just feels good. You're like, yeah, you know, I got to go to Florida to shoot this thing. You know, just this thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's a big Pepto-Bismol spot. Florida. You know. Yeah, it's, you just never know. And, and that I, so yeah, I've learned that uh, it it was great to have you reinforce it though, too, that it's, it's, it's a, it's a big thing and there's a lot going on to it and you just keep going at it. And man, good for you. Like going on Craigslist, getting an animator, like getting, for me, I, I stop myself dead in my tracks all the time because I've shared this with multiple people. Like I have an idea and then thinking about the production and that, oh, but that would be so expensive. I could never get that. To, and I stopped doing the project. Like mm-hmm. my, my I've been, I said this to somebody else. I don't know if he'd kill me, but he's a comedian and he has two ideas for wonderful films. And it's those, and one of them would be animated. And, yeah. and it's like the idea of animation. That's it's like, you know, it's different than just filming and, and, but like, you just, you did that. You took that action. You made that happen. You started those wheels. I, I love that. Yeah. It comes down to what can you do? And, you know, I, I think of like little kids who, or, or you know, actors now who say, when I was a little kid, I used to put on plays in my basement. Uh, and I'm like that, you know, that's what you were able to do. And right. uh there are things I'm able to do today that I wasn't able, like, you know, I've taught myself, I'm not great, but I've taught myself how to edit enough that I can, you know, I can constantly yep. keep cutting my own reel or I can, I can cut certain things. Yep. I can, I can make some goofy commercials or whatever I want to, you know, just, awesome. I, I can play. Yeah. And again, it goes back to like, well, I have this thing. I have, I have my talents. How am I, how do I get them out there? So, you know, a couple of days a week throughout the year. Normally, I go to a, I go to libraries and I'm, I'm I'm standing in front of people once or twice a week telling jokes and cooking. No one's gathering in libraries right now, so <laughs> yeah, now I'm in the kitchen with a tripod and I'm telling jokes to a camera. If I'm lucky, my wife is on the other side of it. Sometimes she has it. to come into uh, this room to do grad school. Yeah. So I don't know if people are laughing. It's Facebook Live. You know, you're not getting instant stuff. You're not getting. (laughs) You're not getting that. Uh, So it's a big difference. This is is all I got. Let's go. Let's see how it goes. And Facebook's a little wacky, I'm sure, with the way they do their views. But they're all getting over a thousand views. So people are. You know, two. I can't in, wait to watch. That's amazing. Getting a laugh. Uh, it's Block Island Seafood. Yeah. Block Island Seafood Company. And I, I was like, I got to. What am I going to do? I can't sit here and not and not do what I do. Uh, so, all right, the kitchen is now the studio. I love it, and it's like, and and what I'm gathering from that also is kind of what we talked about earlier is like letting go of the outcome and mm-hmm. doing it taking the action to do it. You're, you got it. Like you're in quarantine. You got to still do what you got to do. Yeah. I told my wife, I said, never tell me how many views there are, you know, how many people are on. Uh, so I just act that's, like there's, very good. you know, I act like there's 200 people on at all times. And, 
That's but, beautiful, man. You know, it's been nice. I've had a couple people write me on the side saying people I don't really know because they're they're watching it from somebody else who shared it. Yeah. And just saying, hey, I needed I needed uh, an hour of not this. <laughs> I need not an hour this. of you know you goofing around in your kitchen. Uh, I love but that. I, you know, I was like, oh, well, that was then. That's what was. That's what we were trying to do. And and right that like and that's enough. Like I, like that's how I yeah. kind of think. Like if one person gets something from this, mm-hmm. and like even I'm like, this is great to connect, get to know you more. Like I'm grateful for that during this time. Yeah, this is this is. Uh, I was really happy that you asked me to do it because yeah. you know, like I said, there's so me much too. of our world is uh, transactional, unfortunately. Unfortunately, yeah. You know, there's a guy behind me who's got to get into the room. Yep. And when the guy in front of me is in the room, I'm like, how long is this guy getting? <laughs> <laughs> What's she doing? Are they writing the script? That, or they must, they must really like her. She's been in there a while. Oh, yeah. oh, or like, she's, oh, she's going to book it. She's going to book it. Like, <laughs> that, why, why, why should I even bother? Why should I even bother going in? They hate me. Now they already hate me. <laughs> Such crap. <laughs> it's insane. So, like, we have these moments <laughs> in our world where over these years, it's like, hey, Craig, how's it going? Good, good, you know. Yeah. Uh, some, some, someday out there. I know. All right. So anyway, here's how it's going. Uh, you're a barber and uh, this pumpkin, this is the guy. So you're going to be cutting. That's literally like, we'll give you props that are like absurd and so not what they are. Totally. And you this got bicycles, it. your wife. Yes. Now, <laughs> Stroke the handlebars <laughs> as if it's her hair. Act as if. That's, that's a lot. That's- <laughs> Amazing. So I, I, um, there's this part of my show and it is called the feather in your cap. Nice. I like sound effects. Yes. Apparently you do. And I love it. You totally, you totally took my (laughs) trick before I even did it. (laughs) Sorry. No, you nailed it. So it's called the feather in your cap. And so by feather in your cap, it means a success or an achievement or something that you've learned that has maybe helped you already in your life or that may help you in the future that you would be willing to share with people that could use it possibly right now as a feather in their cap? Uh, oh, that's, that's a biggie. I'm going to purposely not mention uh, the business, so to say, because not everybody's in our business. Uh, I would say, I would say, uh, I'm going to, some of my friends who see this might be like, would you get all spiritual? But uh, I've always been, I I was the best altar boy ever. Don't you remember? (laughs) Now I would say that, you know, one of the best things for me, the feather in my cap or the thing that has, I would say changed my life is the idea of uh, control. And the fact that uh, I am not in control of you my wife i'm not in, i'm not in control of so many people i'm not in control of the outcome of a job i've applied for i'm not in control of uh whether somebody stops at the stop sign or not so as hard as it is you know because you want to you always want to be working and you know you feel good well, i did all this work so i should have something uh that i get to harvest right and i i'm not saying that you don't work hard i'm not advising that I work as hard as I ever have worked but I've gotten to the idea of you know letting the results go and that is 
really not specific to our business whatsoever. It is really specific to uh, my life, and I'm not great at it. I mean, I still I still trip and fall all the time, but I'm constantly uh, daily in the morning and the night reminding myself that I'm not in control, and it's freed me up in so many ways because. I'm not in control of your political beliefs. I still argue with people about politics and I don't feel guilty about arguing with them about politics. I feel guilty that why did I waste all this time trying to change somebody's mind? That's their opinion. Let them have it. Yeah. It's not, you know, I'm not in control of that. I'm not in control of uh, various things, you know, whether it be the noise a neighbor makes or certain things that uh, I would allow to just drive me nuts and, you know, people talk about baggage, right? To me, mm. baggage is almost, uh, it's a choice. And if I choose to try to control all sorts of shit that's not mine to control, mm. I'm putting on all this baggage. And I equate it to going through life, walking up a hill in the snow with carrying everything you own, as opposed to walking on a track in a t-shirt and shorts freely. And to me, the idea of control uh, and giving it up is walking on the track on my better days. And when I try to take it back, that's walking through the snow with everything I own up a hill. And I've done that walk so many times. Oh my God. So many. (laughs) Oh God. And, uh, both, both take, um, Sorry, my bad. No, I lost you for a second. I was like, no. <laughs> uh, and, and both take work. You know, one of them doesn't produce results. Hmm. The other one, walking on the track in the t-shirt, even though that takes work, I have to remind myself daily that I'm not the boss of everything. That has proven uh, fruitful. So they both require work. One gives me no benefit. One gives me a great benefit of lightness and uh, a little ease. And I would say that uh, that would be my feather in, in, I guess that's the feather in my cap. And that uh, there are others, many feathers. I have many feathers. You've uh, many, many feathers. Many feathers. <laughs> but I would say that. I would say that um, just sort of like, you know, uh, letting go of uh, letting go and, and moving on. It's really everything. I, yeah. I, that's a wonderful feather. And uh, man, I identify with, it's amazing talking to you. I identify with like every single thing that you've shared. It's really, really, it's, it's amazing. And I would have, we, we, we might not have ever had a chance to have this kind of conversation otherwise. No, which no, is a, no which not is at a beautiful all. thing. And it gives people a chance to hopefully connect with both of us. And it's really I hope nice so. to have a human I, moment. It's really nice right now. I hope so. And what I've been saying at the end of, uh, you know, these live cooking shows that I've been doing is I always say at the end of a job with whoever works with me, I said, you know, I couldn't have done it without you because I mean that. And I say to the audience, I couldn't have done this without you because uh, isolation is, uh, is really dangerous. So I say to the audience at the end of each one, thanks for being here. I love you. And I couldn't have done this without you. And I also say, stay connected. I know we're not allowed to touch and things like that right now, but stay connected, stay connected. because that, uh, that will bear fruit. Mm. Thank you so much. Yeah. It's my pleasure. 
I needed that reminder. Tell tell viewers, uh, listeners, where they can keep up with you. I'm also I'll have your info with the episode when it posts. But please go ahead and and sure. Tell us. Uh, well, my my website for the acting world, where I have reels and things like that, uh, commercial reels and my legit reels. I'm coming off uh, had a recurring Andre Donovan this year. I'll be in the Sopranos Rats. movie that'll come out uh, as well. Cop. Okay. I play a lot of cops. And I would say, if cops looked like me, I'd be a criminal. <laughs> I, I, couldn't, I couldn't stop anybody. Really, I couldn't. If I were a cop, I'd be like, hold right there. No? Okay. All right. All right. I'm not chasing you, buddy. I'm not, I, I don't got it in me. You saw me. You saw me try. <laughs> the guy's, he's very fast. Uh, so if you'd like to see any uh, of the acting stuff, that's uh, www.craiggarrity.com. And I'm out, you know, I have uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, of course, I have all those. But my, where I do my uh, live cooking, yes. my live cooking shows, my stand-up cooking, that's called Block Island Seafood. BlockIslandSeafood.com is the website. And uh, so that's fun. That's where I get to, to goof around, make good food, and uh, tell, tell the worst. Oh, some of the jokes are terrible, but <laughs> it's fine. That's like, it's really funny because when my dad tells the worst jokes, like they're pure dad jokes. Yeah. And, and it's his worst jokes that I like die laughing. I, I don't always find him funny, but it's his worst jokes that get me like howling. Like yeah, crying that's laughing. <laughs> I love, I love it. Jokes. Yeah, bad jokes are great. I'm very Absolutely. good at them. I'm very good at bad jokes. <laughs> Well, I'm really flattered uh, that you would include me in this and that- uh, I'm honored. That you'd, that you'd have me with you. It's, uh, it's been a treat. I, I really mean that. Uh, I really do as well. You know, to, to just spend time with someone who you know, I've seen for years, but not get the opportunity to know, uh, it, you know and hopefully we'll get to know each other more as yeah. you know, the years go by. But uh, this is really, uh, really neat. I appreciate I it. Ditto right back at you. I feel I feel really grateful. This was like such a beautiful part of my day and a just a part of uplifting me through all of this. You're really, you're really awesome. Thank you so much oh, for being that's here. Way kind. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Would you I'm gonna get my wife in here. Would you just I was gonna that? I actually yes, and actually <laughs> tell her I was gonna say, tell your wife I said happy anniversary. I will. I will. Thank I you hope so much. Even even quarantining, you guys just enjoy your time together. We will. We will. I awesome. promise. And guys, thank you so much. Yeah, let's, uh, you can't clap, but thank you, Craig, so much for being here. I know you guys are happy with us too. See, I knew you were happy. <laughs> so you know where to keep up with him. I'll post all that as well. Tune in next time. And like Craig says, I love you. We couldn't do it without you. So thank you so much. Support us, like, subscribe, rate, all that stuff. Um, if it helps keep us all together. So stay safe. We love you. Craig, thank you so much again. Thank you. you. Got it. Pleasure. Bye-bye. Awesome.